And welcome back to Two Guys, One Lightsaber 2023 edition. I am your host, Mike Pandoff. And I'm Ron Burgess. Ron, welcome back to the Fortress of Echo Solitude. How are uh, you doing? Micatude. Micatude. <laughs> Maybe eventually we'll get a soundboard. But until then, uh, it's I'm glad to be here. You know, I'm glad I didn't release our post-New Year's Eve episode, folks. I, I'm, I'm going to post it, but I, I just wanted to make sure you guys could remember before you listen to that how... When I'm actually not slightly tired and hungover, I can put coherent thoughts together. And Ron, God bless you. You stuck with me that show. <laughs> well, yeah, my New Year's was uh, board games and in bed by one. So <laughs> I wish that would have been mine now looking at yeah, it. I was, the, I was the DD. <laughs> um, so, Ron, um, we kind of want to like, start a new segment off where like, I'm going to... We've been talking about like segmentizing stuff before, but I think honestly, let's talk outside of the Marvel DC Star Wars universe. What have you been watching? Because I've seen some great things over the last couple weeks that I've been wanting to talk to you about. So what about you? Uh, so there's a show on Netflix with the uh, kind of new kid on the scene who played Adam Smasher in Black Adam. Yes, uh, um, called The Recruit. Yes, great show. I really enjoyed that show. I think because after we're done with this, I'm seeing the new Gerard Butler action movie playing they are really running out of, out of ideas <laughs> no dude it's getting great reviews they're saying really? they're saying if you like like con air action michael bay 90s movies you're gonna love it it's just like uh, olympus has fallen okay well i mean i, I <laughs> guilty pleasure movies exactly and it's only an hour and a half long that's beautiful but no so tell me about the recruit what is it based on um so i don't know if it I, might be a novel i can't remember but it's basically this Hotshot lawyer right out of college is a lawyer for the CIA, and he just keeps on getting in way over his head. Okay. And so, like, his first job, he's getting hazed as soon as he comes in, and he has to sort through all these, like, threats that come in via mail to the CIA, mm -hmm. and one of them turns out to be credible, and he's... Just in all sorts of shit. You got me. You got me. So is this like modern day 90s, early 2000s? Or no, no, it's it present day. Okay, cool. That sounds great. Yeah, it's a really fun show. Yeah, I, I, I think we tried to watch it. Uh, I had a buddy over and stuff, and then you know how it ends up. Like, if you have three nerds in the room together, we're not going to watch something brand new. We're going to watch sidebar talking. <laughs> yeah. You know, I watched like maybe the first 10 minutes of it, and I was like, okay, it's I'm going to rewatch. I'm going to end up wanting to watch this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm really getting tired of watching stuff. With yeah, people. if you like the spy thriller CIA action thing, like it's okay. Oh, I love that yeah. stuff. It, it, it's good. And then uh, another thing I watched is uh, The Witcher Blood Origin. Okay, so it's anime. A, no, it's a prequel to uh, Henry Cavill's The Witcher. Okay, and it's how the first Witcher was created, and it's pretty fun. Would it be necessary? Do you think it would benefit me since I know nothing about Witcher if I wanted to watch Witcher? When I watched this before, and you think it would make everything like make a little bit more sense? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Um, but I mean, it is. I would say worth a watch. Like it's not anywhere near like the level of the The Witcher series, but it's a fun little six episode like prequel. Okay, that's pretty solid. Mm. Um, so what I've watched, um, I, of course I saw Avatar. I think we've talked about that. I don't know if we talked about it on the mic, but. Definitely have to see it in theaters if you have a chance. It's about to make $2 billion, so, you know, whatever. It's just casual, $2 billion. Um, But I saw Megan. I did not know anything about this trailer, but I heard a bunch of reviews about this movie where the premise is this little girl in the beginning of the movie, her and her family are going skiing in Utah. Well, a giant snowstorm happened. Parents die. 
who then uh and who's a brilliant robot mechanic with ai mm-hmm. who has no idea how to handle kids takes her in and to kind of help her out they created this robot megan that can learn and adapt and you know just like ai writing script drawing yeah. pictures and now mimicking voices everybody. yeah <laughs> uh, hmm. but i will say this i know you're not creeped out by robots uh i know you are nice yes. um this movie's not so much horror because they cut it down a lot. There's going to be an unrated cut, so I could see that. I liked it because I left more to the imagination, which I think is way worse than seeing something. But second, it's fun. And it's a good story. Like, the aunt-daughter relationship, them bonding by the end of it, it's believable. It's not just like, oh, I've learned my mistake. Mm-hmm. No, it's like they there's a scene where they talk about the parents. And I'm just like, this is... What like this movie is just good. It's just a good movie, and that's why I like highly recommend it. And then another movie I've never seen a trailer for. I just knew the premise because of John Campion, my living savior. Um, <laughs> the Menu with Ray Fiennes. Mm. One of my favorite movies of twenty twenty two. Like uh, yeah, I have to watch that. Probably in the last five years, it's one of I like. It's a movie I keep finding myself going back to or YouTubing clips. Like I, I like I want to watch it again, but it's like. It just sticks with me, and it you think it's gonna go like midsummer, like the cannibals at a restaurant, because it's just all about like the restaurant That's industry what it and society, like, yeah. and it's commenting on society and shit. Yeah, no, there's no cannibalism. It's way deeper than that. Anna Taylor Joy just continues to crush it in everything she's in. Her, Isaiah, Jessica Ortega, mm-hmm. like I've never seen so many young actresses all pop up and have actual skill. I'm not saying other actresses don't, but let's be honest, Jessica Biel. We liked it because she was hot. Yeah. yeah, let's be honest. There's a reason she's not in a lot of stuff nowadays. Same thing with Jessica Alba. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, but uh, her performance and then Nicholas Holt too. Mm. And then there's a bunch of side actors you'll notice from like other things here and there. It was a great movie, great cast. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I can't wait for you to see it because I think you're going to love it too. Yeah, that was definitely on my list of like movies that intrigued me enough to where I want to see it Mm -hmm. and yeah like from the trailer it looks like oh they kill people and they feed this person to whoever they kill like to the uh (laughs) to the guests right that's what it looks like but it's I thought it was gonna go that way but it's like I said it's more social commentary and especially uh, I don't want I'm not gonna spoil anything but it's kind of like if you puts like you know the people that are snobs on food yeah like gordon ramsay like you go to gordon ramsay restaurant that's who this guy is practically and you critique the food you imagine gordon ramsay said okay you cook then yeah. and him saying it over you <laughs> that is a sequence in the movie when it finally happens you're just like this is fucking brilliant <laughs> this is awesome because you just watch this person just break down and it's it's a great movie all right so let's move on is there anything else uh i haven't watched any television shows there's nothing like to gush about i like home economics yeah. Mythic Quest Season 3 was, again, another show on Apple TV that is brilliant, and Rob McKinney is my hero. He actually, I think he is one of the more underrated writers and actors in Hollywood. I think he's just been doing Always Sunny for so long. I hope Mythic Quest leads to him and being friends with Ryan Reynolds, Mm -hmm. who, gosh, I hope he, like, becomes the new T.J. Miller for Deadpool, because I would rather that, that guy, him take over that role. But that's it. So with that being said, let's get into what two guys love one lightsaber started on. Star Wars. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of DC news, so we're not going to really talk about it. It's all speculative crap. Yep. And until James Gunn finally comes out and says something, mm-hmm. I'm just there's nothing to really talk about. Oh, Matt Reeves sat down. Cool. It's good right. to know. <laughs> but let's get into Star Wars. And uh, we'll kind of talk about news. Um, David Lindelof's movie is heavily being rumored to start filming in May. 
Yeah, we haven't heard any cast, any plot, any. All I know is I think it takes place after uh, the whole Ray thing. And honestly, that's David Lindelof's style. Um, he loves. He made some of the greatest mystery box TV shows. Like if it was up to him, Lost would have only been three seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, Leftovers, The Watchmen, twenty nineteen sequel mm-hmm. series to the comic book, which. Damn, that was really good. So, I still haven't seen that either. <laughs> oh, well, hey, yeah, got my HBO Max whenever you want. Um, <laughs> allegedly. So, are you? Do you think? And with rumors going to be with Star Wars Celebration being in Europe in twenty twenty three, that show's gonna have a lot. They have to. Um, the rumor is they're gonna announce another three movies. Now, are you worried that they're making the same mistake that you and me have constantly been bitching about? And why we? I honestly want we kind of just want to stop talking Star Wars news because <laughs> it. Every time they announce something, they would trend back. Like, Taika's movie's definitely done. And I, I read a report from Jeff Snyder. He's like, Taika's movie's probably done after Lord, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Patty Jenkins, she says she's still involved, but I don't think she's going to be involved. Oh, in I it. saw that she's already back. Oh, she it's is? Set, scheduled for, like, a 2024 release. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> but who knows until, like, I say until I see them on set getting yeah. photography, <laughs> like, pointing stuff out. I don't believe any of these movies are made. <laughs> So, are you kind of being excited, or are you kind of like me, like, hesitant on it? No, I'm, you got to be hesitant on it. Like, even even with the pre, like the whole sequel trilogy, uh-huh. it's like, okay, we, we saw what happens when, like, the current heads of Star Wars, like, do shit. Uh-huh. Like, until Kathleen Kennedy is out, officially, and... Like, I get an actual announcement and, hey, here's a trailer for the release of this movie. I'm not going to believe shit. Right. Like, that's, that's how you have to approach things. They've announced so many things that have never come to fruition. <laughs> okay. No, I, okay. Well, what is coming to fruition is Bad Batch Season 2. Yes. Like that transition. Chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's almost like you did radio once upon a time. Once upon a time. <laughs> So with Bad Bad Season 2, we, you know, we're not going to cover it like we did the first season. We kind of said we're going to do Spurges. And I actually watched them before you, which came to my shock. Yeah. And all. <laughs> I completely forgot that it came Oh, out. I did too. I went on <laughs> Disney Plus to watch some something random. See if they like added something. Mm. And I'm like, oh, Bad Batch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to start the National Treasure Show. Oh, yeah. That's another one I need to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but getting to the spoils of war and ruins of war, of course... I'm glad they started off because you couldn't have done the episode one, episode two, so tied together. Yeah. But what they have done between this and Tales of the Jedi, it's like I feel like they're doing the Dooku character correctly, like showing how important he really was. He wasn't yeah. just a guy who showed up ten minutes at, you know, yeah, for casual Star Wars fans, not just some guy who showed up ten minutes of Clone Wars and ten minutes of, like, um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And not downplaying his death was a big deal. It was a very big deal. And I, I kind of like how they're giving him the Darth Maul treatment of Clone Wars, how you're getting more and more. And I kind of want to see a side story now, right. a side like, <laughs> miniseries on Dooku. I want to see a political Dooku. Like, I want to see him manipulating the Separatists into, like, just Fighting. breaking away. Yeah, because they even said, like, when they're going after the war chest, his people were like, he just took all of our stuff and just hoarded it. It's not mm-hmm. like he was being this freedom leader, like he was yeah. trying to make himself to believe. He was treating his people well, like trash. Yeah, when they run into the older guy on the planet that Dooku had his home fortress, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he was one of us until all this. <laughs> yeah, and even speaking of the fortress, going back to even in his throne room, like, yeah. like the first time we saw that was when he was 
try, almost assassinated by yeah, Knight, ben, yeah, Ventress and yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, like it's just eerie. Like you could just feel how evil that room is still. Yeah, and it was really well done. And he, even Wrecker was like, "This room gives me the creeps." Okay. Um, who's this voice actor's name? I can't. Who Gregor's? No, like or he does Gregor's all the clones. Wreckers. I have no idea. Okay, uh, I'll look that up while we're talking. Um, no, his voice work. I don't think I gave him given him enough credit, but definitely in Bad Batch, like everyone's voice mm-hmm. is so distinct, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> and Wilco, I like how we're slowly getting the clones coming back. So yeah. that overall arc was great. But talk, what is your feel on Omega? Is she a little bit better to you now? Oh, I think I think so. She's useful now. She's not just this like damsel in distress type role. I like her bow. Her bow just keeps getting cooler. Man. I know. <laughs> I like how confident she is. And how well, yeah, she sees the little crab monsters chasing everyone. And she's just pew, 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 just picking them off. I'm like, damn. <laughs> so his name is D. Bradley Baker. Okay. Okay. So Bradley Baker's phenomenal. But yeah, movie. she's got a she's got a wicked aim with that thing too. She knew exactly what to do to like to the crab monsters, like shoot their shell, make them cower, let let them keep running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's not going for the kill shot. She yeah. doesn't need to. Uh, yeah, and I just like the dichotomy of the team. It's definitely going to be Adventure of the Week, which I'm, mm. I i don't like that kind of stuff. It's kind of like what, those were the episodes I'd skip in Clone Wars. I like, no. I don't know, I'm, I'm 30 almost. I, I did like the uh, Echo and Omega dynamic of those two episodes because Echo yeah. is the, he's the soldier wanting to fight the Empire. Yeah. And it, to hit, in his mind, like, having Omega there, like, they, he said they did the right thing in getting her out. Yeah. But they, he may not like that fact that she's there. Because he they can't do what he wants to do, is fight back. Yeah. Because imagine what, a kid. Yeah, because he knows so much of what the Empire's done. He knows who he knows all the backside stuff. He knows all yeah. the evil empires. Which again is what these Disney shows are doing great mm-hmm. now, is showing how evil the Empire is. Yep. Yes, they look cool. They have the coolest toys. But guys, <laughs> come on, you're fascist. Like right. we gotta keep seeing it. And I'm liking seeing the transition and we'll get into it with Episode three, which I watched twice, uh, Solitary Clone. Yeah. Crosshairs is my favorite of them still. Uh, right? Just like, <laughs> I know we're not, I, no, you should be rooting for him to get back. Like, he is just, he's he is who he is. He doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. He is a killing, like, he's bred to kill. So when Yeah, Cody, but I mean, he could be doing that. Against the Empire, though. That's what the Bad Batch is going to be doing eventually. I, I feel like he's kind of like a cynic realist. Like, I could see him being like, we can't. We, we, yeah. Like, so yeah. just fight. Like, I'm, I only got so many years because of acceleration. Like, yeah. no, I'd rather just take it easy, get the easy Ws <laughs> like Tom Brady, and just call it a day, you know? But when we see him in this, though, like him waking up and, you know, no clones are even talking to him. Like yeah. he's looked at like as a mistake and stuff, which is so bizarre to me. But his identity is still there through and throughout until we get to Cody. Yeah. And Cody, I can't wait to see what Commander Cody feels like if we see him again mm-hmm. um, with this. Because it seems like he is definitely regretting what happened with Kenobi. Like, I think he noticed, like, I think also Order 66 broke the clones. Yep. So how are you feeling about Co- Cody getting brought into this uh, episode? Uh, I love seeing Cody again. I love that Cody was the one that, like, requested uh, Crosshairs to be on that mission. Yeah. And oh, I kind of feel like 
Cody was trying to get to crosshairs and have him go with him. I think so too. I um, I definitely feel like a lot of those guys who support that on that mission were gonna go with Cody. Like the one they probably did. Mm-hmm. With that being said, yeah, especially when he's just talking to him about like just like about loss and like decisions that they've made and in yeah. crosshairs is just playing it like so cold and you see that moment when we'll break down the action sequence but at that moment when cody's like we're here to help you like yeah. the clones still believe they're they're fighters of protective and freedom and justice yeah. they don't understand what the empire really is going to do to this galaxy and then that scene when the uh governor the separatist governor talks it down has to draw a gun yeah. empire killer yeah <laughs> cody hesitates and then bam Crosshairs yeah. does not. Well, yeah, Cody's like, I gave her my word. We're gonna solve this peacefully, mm-hmm. and then Crosshairs, right, right through the heart. Yeah, <laughs> and it's showing like even these like the governors and the imperial officers are just ruthless bastards, mm-hmm. man. Until yeah. they get thrown into the shit, like we saw in yeah. Andor. And then it was like the whole speech after when they get back, like where they're on the memorial of all the clones, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, Cody to Crosshairs, like, you know what's the difference between us and Clankers? We make our own choices, and we have to live with them. And like that, you, you that. knew right there, like Cody regrets everything, and if he could change it, he would. And that's gonna be cool to see what happens to Cody then down the line, because he doesn't show up in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Rex mentions him, but it doesn't seem like, you know, I I think Cody, I think Crosshairs is gonna end up killing him, like hunting him down. They kind of set that yeah. up. I so if so. that is the mission, it's because we gotta write off these characters. It'd be great to see him team up and fight in the rebellion. But I think what we're building up to is the uh, extermination of the clones. Yep. Like, there's going to be one... I, I hope. We said that last season felt like it was building up to that. This season definitely is building up to stormtroopers versus clone troopers. Yep. Especially seeing the dyna- dynamics of, like, when they were looking around on the planet at the end. And you could see all the first grade uh, stormtroopers that... Those yep. are not clones! <laughs> and they're like, oh, there's a lot of them here. Accessibly amount of them here. Mm-hmm. So it looked like a prison work camp. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the action sequence. Uh, f- f- straight Clone Wars action, man. It was so good. <laughs> Crosshairs, that's shot. I, I want it as... The, I might put it as the background on my computer, but just like with the... Ca- and I wish the monitor would keep moving, but like seeing the dust, like the first shot miss and him just still... I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. you got some war zone balls on you. <laughs> that's a war zone shit. Like, yeah, he was... He, Leading the tank into position to be able to fire a yeah, sniper like, wow. down the barrel. My cross is, I know you were on that platform for 32 rotations, but man, your aim is just shit. Oh, wait, I see what you're doing. Yeah. And um, just the action scene. Even that one clone that doesn't have a line of dialogue, the one just throwing the grenades. Yeah. That was so cool. I was like, this is awesome. Like uh, The... Uh, the- at the end sequence where they have to take out the command droid, the whole throwing the reflector yeah. with Cody, just like, he, he's all wounded, uh, crosshairs, he's like, just throw it, I'll make the shot, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, three bounces, and then it, one bullet kills three people. <laughs> and I liked how oh um, the escalation of, like, they're getting closer, oh, I just throw standard clankers at him, give him a couple rockets, oh crap, they're getting through, okay, send the droid to cause. Yeah, and, and then the, uh, what, uh, what are those one droids? They're commando droids. Okay, yeah. They're super expensive, so that's yeah. why like you don't see a and lot of them. hard to take down. Yeah, because they're, <laughs> they're exactly what the army should have been. Right. But, you know, <laughs> they cost money. <laughs> so Dooku only had so much, and I think he could have spent more. And, like So that shows that the Separatists weren't fighting fully. 
Yeah. Because Dooku wasn't giving him all the money. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting as well. You could really see <laughs> Palpatine could was going to win that war no matter what. Yeah. Because if Separatists come to power, this is the new regime of freedom and justice. That's what he would have said. But overall, like, this was a stellar episode. Um, from what I've read and heard of a lot of people that have seen uh, this season... This is the last of that. It's going to go back to Venture of the Week, and then there's more episodes like this Crosshair episode. Mm-hmm. And you know what's fun? Uh, I've heard a great take on this. Solitary Clone, it wasn't about Crosshair. It was about Cody. Yeah. Cody's a solitary. I felt bad for him because I'm like, oh, yeah, you probably hate that your uniform has no color on it now. Yeah. But it still looked, he's, his look just looks so badass with that light. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even Crosshair is like, oh, didn't recognize you because he didn't have like the color and like the whole... Like, every clone had something about their uniform Dude, that yeah. made it distinct. And they don't even have distinct uh, haircuts anymore. It's like, you either have a scar or you just got the standard flat top drop. Yeah. Like, no <laughs> looks whatsoever. Because, yeah, they had different hairstyles. They yeah. were allowed to be Different unique. tattoos, different markings on their helmets and uniforms. Now it's just like, no, yeah. conform. Yep. Wilco, <laughs> conform. Uh, yeah, let's get it. Um, yeah, especially, like I said, Wilco, too, mm-hmm. turning down that order. It's like, yeah, yeah these clones are going to... Uprise well, it, but if it's if it's like continuous missions and not just like because there wasn't a lot of that actually in season one. Okay, like there was a lot of more character building than well, like, we missions. Said, I remember like from what we said, we kind of felt like there was a lot of filler. Like yeah. it didn't need to be this long. And I hate twenty. Like granted, I watch Home Economics. Mm-hmm. It's a twenty-two minute sitcom. That's different from See, streaming because. It, to me, I'm like, no, they're just ha- making sure I hold on until yeah. Mandalorian comes on. Because they don't want me to quit subscribing for two months, yeah. then come back. So they're stretching these 14 episodes So, out. Which is actually why I didn't mind the first two episodes at all. Because it was no. one episode. Yeah. So if they make the missions like that, where it's like, okay, the first episode is like the introduction of the mission... The ending is when things go wrong, and then the resolution is the following week. I'm okay with that. Okay, it's better. That's automatically better than season one. Well, you know it's better than season one already because it has a 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is HBO's The Last of Us, the <laughs> video game adaptation? Oh, whoops! Damn it! <laughs> that um, it, it's a lot. And I know this is a low bar to get. They're saying this is like the best video game adaptation to screen tv or movie wise it's character building in zombies shouldn't be a hard thing so you've never played this right no i've been an xbox guy my entire life okay so play last of us so last of us yes they are technically a zombie creature but it's not a virus so there's this thing and it's a real life thing it's a fungus okay so it's called a cordipus um and it's a fungus that, like, practically, like, it stems in your brain. They do this to ants, too. Like, they'll go into it, an ant gets infected, it takes over the ant's body and just takes control, goes somewhere, dies, sprouts off more fungus. <laughs> so this is what it does to humans. There's four stages when a human gets it. Stage one, they're running. It's a typical-looking zombie. You don't have to shoot them in the head. Like, um, when you're sneaking around on the mission, go from behind, and you either stab them right in the back of the neck or you put it. Uh, put them to sleep mm-hmm. like snap their neck they'll die now number two is a stalker so this is where they're kind of human but the fungus is slowly coming over and hardening their body so when they get to stage three clicker they can't see but they use like echo like yeah. a bat so you can't make a sound so you can be in front of it as long as you don't make a sound you'll be fine but if you do get fucked mm-hmm. because these things are super hard to kill because now they're getting this fungus outside of their bodies and it's making battle armor practically okay so these things are very 
fucking tough to kill the longer they live, unlike zombies who are easier to kill the longer yeah. they live. And then stage four is called Bloater. Well, what they've done with the actual design, because in the game its mouth is like very small, in the show at the end of the trailer, you know, you see it, you kind of see that big creature come out yeah. and its mouth is big. Yeah, it's not supposed to be able to he- eat people, which makes it way more scary because it usually <laughs> would just crush you and bash your skull in. But that thing is near impossible to kill. It's live long and that means it's going to... F- it's fully bodied. You can only kill it by fire, and even then, you have to like throw three or four Molotov cocktails at it. Okay. It will not go down. <laughs> so when I hear zombie, just saying, don't expect Walking Dead. These things are not fucking Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Expect kind of like a mix of I Am Legend and like I would say Resident Evil. Yeah, like, Resident Evil kind of like shit. later games. Yes, where they're more than just zombies. Exactly, yeah. and like you said, the the story is great. You got um Joel and Ellie who are being portrayed by Joel is playing Pedro Pascal. Um, and we have Bella Ramsey, which Game of Thrones know her as Lady Mormont. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you 12 men and they'll be the best 12 men, whatever that number was. Um, and I'm very excited to also, I just wrote down a couple of the cast and a tour of, you would know her from Mindhunter. I believe she okay, was yeah. the FBI agent's yep. wife and then Nick Offerman. Yeah. And I totally <laughs> forgot who his character was until I watched uh, video game stuff. Cause I wanted to make sure some of this was, uh, sane mm-hmm. and I don't want to spoil anything for you. I can't wait to see him act with Pedro Pascal. I'm so excited. And then uh, I don't know how much he's going to be in the show because I don't remember a lot from the game. Uh, Gabriel Luna is playing Joel's brother, Tommy. So yeah, Pedro Pascal and our boy Gabriel Luna on the same stage (laughs) together. So that'll be very fun. But yeah, so practically the storyline is they got to get from east to west. Um, The government's like made quarantine zones, obviously. It's kind of dictatorship. So you kind of have humans now fighting, which of course we would do. Don't tell me where to go. Yeah. Um, and they're led by this uh, resistance called the Fireflies. So they got to get them from Boston to, I think it was just somewhere out west, Colorado or Utah. And that's that's it. It's a road story. That's why a lot of people were freaking out about wanting Hugh Jackman to be in the Last of Us movie as Joel. Because he looked a lot like him. And they kind of did t- take that story for Logan. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people say, yeah, it reminded a lot of Last of Us. But what, what's your interest? Like, why are you interested in the show as someone who's never played the game? Uh, I mean, I'm always interested in video game adaptations, uh, or at least like American ones that don't have subbed or like dubbed uh, voices. <laughs> but no, it's a uh, oh, I'm a sucker for uh, basically everything zombie. Okay, I, I'll always give that like a shot, mm-hmm. and I know this is one of the like highest rated games in the last twenty thirty years. So yeah, automatically have my attention. And that song, uh, Take Me On, is big. That is very big. Expect <laughs> tears. Um, and this is the same guy that made Chernobyl, uh, the HBO Max. Which won a ton of awards. So that made me, like, exactly excited for this. And the fact that the critics, like, this has got, like, I believe, like, 98% around Tomatoes. They saw the whole season. Oh, nice. So that means this season's fucking fire. Right. And they were, like, 90-minute episodes. So I'm getting so an hour and a half movie. movies, yeah. Yeah, just like Stranger Things. Yep. So I'm cool with that. And it looks great. It was shot on real location, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because I think The Void is getting overused by everybody now. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> it makes it look way better just visually storytelling. And yeah, just I'm so happy Pedro Pascal. Like, who would have thought eight years ago when he showed up <laughs> as the Red Viper in Game of Thrones that we right. would see him now? Like, right. that... <laughs> Just shows that casting of that show early on. That casting of Game of Thrones in general has always been spot on, in my opinion. Yeah. 
damn, dude. Yeah, like, I'm just so excited to see him do this kind of role, and I, I definitely hope this lets Mandalorian Season 3 also see what kind of... Because, you know, we know he's not really there half the time. Yeah. But I can't wait to... Hopefully, they keep giving him deep stuff, because I still love the ending of Season 2 Mandalorian with his facial expression. Right. Just a, like, I'm broken now. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> Well, I guess we're actually supposed to get a trailer for Monday Night Football. It's right. ES- ESPN exclusive before it gets released to the internet. So, <laughs> Well, before we move on from this, um, we're definitely going to be releasing our week-to-week watching of this separately. So that way we don't get bugged down by news talk and all that because I can't wait for this. I have not been excited for a show. Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, the last two weeks, maybe because the Detroit Lions is done yeah. uh, on Sundays. <laughs> I need something to look forward to on Sunday nights. Um but I, I am really excited for this show more and more. And I can't wait for it to, like, you know, I got a couple naysayers. They're like, it's just going to be a zombie show. And I'm like, no, it's more than that, buddy. No, you, HBO does better than that. <laughs> yeah, HBO, honestly, even when they make mid-tier crap, yeah, it's still better than 90% of what everyone else makes. Yeah. Like, it's just HBO. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, uh, to quote my favorite movie, uh, I Love You, Man. It's not HBO. It's not cable, man. It's HBO. Because every every time he wants to hang out with him on Sunday nights, he's like, no, we're going to watch HBO tonight. Yeah, honestly, HBO has some of the highest rated shows ever. Yeah, and it was like this time last year was Peacemaker. So I kind yeah. of like, I feel like if HBO was dropping a show off at the beginning of the year, it's going to be fire. <laughs> they're, uh, the, they're the SEC of, uh, <laughs> of TV networks. Yes. It uh, just means more to them. <laughs> Netflix is the Pac-12 is the Pac-12 because they used to be great. They got the flashiest yeah. teams, but they never really nail it. Uh, the Big Ten, I would say, is um, shit, Amazon Prime, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's, <laughs> um, speaking of which, um, you know, with Monday Night Football and college football getting these trailers, I'm so glad um, I didn't have to sit through that shit. I was smart and just went upstairs and played video games because <laughs> the Ant-Man 3 trailer blew my mind. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of TCU fans. Uh, I, I love the TikToks now of, like, Oh, your team's getting blown out, and it's like, whopper, whopper. I'm like, imagine all the TCU fans that are just sitting there, it's like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and they're just like, 65 to 7. The TV ratings dropped over 70% after the Ant-Man trailer aired. It's like, really, people just go go on YouTube, because I I instantly went to a YouTube guy who was waiting for the live stream. I'm like, okay, still streaming. Everyone's like, 10 more minutes, thank God. I can't watch this anymore. I'm like, okay, I got 10 minutes. Yeah, the game started at 20 million viewers. At halftime, there were still 11 million viewers turned in for the Ant-Man trailer. Immediately after halftime, 5 million viewers left. And that explains why Pat McAfee didn't get canceled, because nobody was seeing all the outrageous <laughs> shit he was saying. Um, but that uh, let's get into this. So, what were your thoughts? Honestly, this just looks so fucking promising to start off Phase 5. Right. Oh my god. Like it. I thought the first two Ant-Man movies were good. This looks fucking great. <laughs> like it just oh my god we got to see modok we got to see kang being a badass i like how they explain yeah. his blue face by the way like why he's not blue face it's yeah. cool i but continue sorry well yeah that it's literally just a his helmet yeah it, yeah it's, it's or that cool. could be just this king yeah because like, i have a crazy theory <laughs> i'll throw right at you last minute but no it oh my god everything about this trailer just was awesome yeah, I honestly, right now, this, they, like, between this and Guardians, Guardians, for some reason, every time, 
triggers something where it makes me want to whelp up. I don't know why. <laughs> this one, though, it brought me into excitement of like, yes, we're getting nitty gritty. We're going for it now. Like, yes, well, let's move on. Let's move on from Thanos, the yes. aftermath. Let's go on to the next big bad. And this guy already feels like next level bad. Right. And I like how people are like, oh, you can't have Kang lose to Ant-Man. Or why would Kang need Ant-Man? And um, I'm like, no, dude. It's like Ant-Man needs to get humbled. It clearly needs to get humbled, and he hopefully this makes him get taken more seriously going forward. Like, I think we'll still have the kind of jokes, but I feel like this is going to lead him going into the Iron Man kind of route where, whenever the consequences of this, if he makes it out of this, he's going to be like, y'all, you don't know what's coming. Yeah. Like, we need the Avengers. Like, I think he's going to be the one that's going to have to bring everyone together. Right. Uh, he, yeah, he's basically playing Thanos to Tony Stark where it's like this guy's plagued my mind for 12 years like kind of thing right and the other crazy thing too is that now I'm seeing all the connections to Shang-Chi and even though I didn't watch Miss Marvel I've watched the videos of course on YouTube that links all three of them it's like huh if you look at the markings of what Ant-Man's going after a lot of it has Eternals looking like it hmm. also Kang's could be going after because the Ten Rings are part of Kang's technology. That's why nobody can find it because this technology is actually not from the past. It's from the future that got left in the past by Kang. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, that could be cool. That but I do think the Ten Rings of Shang-Chi are definitely connected to Kang because at that post credit scene, it's like it's given off a beacon, but to where and to whom? Right. So I'm kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, dude, there's so much ramifications coming just from the opening film. Of Phase 5. Right. And, it, and I'm so glad. Like, it seems like Marvel's got it right. They're coming out swinging. They have to. They they definitely do. And um, especially with just the disappointment. They're like, hey, we tried to do different things to see. And I agree. It was, it was the phase of experimentation, as yeah. I've said multiple times. This is them. Hey, we're going back to nitty gritty. People do like certain things. So let's take highlight notes from that. What they don't like. But let's go back to our basics of what we know they like. Which is... Great tone, witty jokes, and just take it serious enough. Like, yeah. don't go full dark, don't go full Snyder, <laughs> but let's make it a nice, easy Sam Raimi Spider Man tone. Well, yeah, there's got to be consequences, and you got to have a villain that's not just going to be thrown out. Right. Which has been 90% of the villains that Marvel's had. Especially in Phase 4, like, a lot of them got killed off, or. In Spider-Man, they brought back all the villains. Yeah. Just to have him go away again. Like, I would love for William... I hope William Defoe shows up in Secret Wars as a Green Goblin again. That would be so <laughs> cool. Um, but what I want to get back onto with just Kang... Um, crap, why is his name splitting me? Uh, the actor's name. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. His tone in that delivery. Like, this guy's range is ridiculous as an uh, actor. Yeah. I, I've really, between this and Creed three. I feel like he's about to blow up major. Like, he's going to be the new face of Hollywood oh, yeah. real quick now. Um, oh, yeah, I did forget one little Marvel News rumor. Crap. Now I just remembered. <laughs> uh, did you hear the rumor that Adam Driver is getting eyed to be Reed Richards? Yeah, don't like it. I love it, dude. I hate it. Oh, see, that's <laughs> I love it, dude. No, it's it's the same shit that always happens. You know, you get that one actor that everyone knows is a good actor, like, Kyle, like uh, him, mm -hmm. Adam Driver, and then it's going to be like the fucking... Ben Affleck stuff all over again when he when he does it because he's got to be the smartest guy in the room right he's the smartest man in the universe yeah he doesn't give that feel he doesn't look like Reed Richards it doesn't it I've just seen doesn't. some fan art concepts cut his hair give him the gray strips but I feel like he would be so good at being the biggest dick 
Because Reed Richards yeah. is a dick. <laughs> so I could see him being like, you know, kind of like nice and fun. But when shit hits the fan and he's like got to yell at people, it's going to be awesome. Watch the scenes from, uh, uh, what is it, the wedding or married or whatever, the married couple where it's mm-hmm. just him and Scarlett Johansson fighting in a room for like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's He's just so good. Like, I don't know. I think it would be really good. I think that'd be better than Doom. Uh, I do love the theory. People are like, hey, it's a big fuck you from Henry Cavill to Warner Brothers. He just goes play Doctor Doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's got the build for it. That and would looks, be sweet. He is a nerd, so we know he's... But uh, what is it? The uh, the guy from Peaky Blinders uh, is getting tight. Cillian Murphy? I, I would love him as Doom. I think he would be really good. I can't wait to see him in Oppenheimer. Yeah. this That's a big movie. But he, he's a fantastic actor. He really is. Okay, well, let's get back. Let's get to, let's get let's get back. I, I love that conversation. Um, but that being said, with this, just implications of like that, I can't wait to see. Maybe he does drop Reed Richards, but with him like recruiting Ant Man, so this is why it makes sense why he would want Ant Man. As we saw in Loki, there's multiple kings. They're mm-hmm. always fighting each other because they all want to take over. They're conquerors, right? Why would he go into a place that has time implications where he can make multiple versions of himself by accident? Yeah. So why he, they would just kill each other. They wouldn't fight. They wouldn't help each other go get the thing. Right. But Scott Lang's versions are all about Cassie. So that's why he recruits him because he's like, no, because they'll actually work together. And as you saw, they made that giant anthill. Yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, how can he beat um, Kang in a fight? Dude, I'm sorry. Kang can be cool as shit. We saw his powers. I don't really know his power structure. I'm sorry, a guy who can go fast forward, back and forth, in between, it can kick your ass in a fist fight. Or at least yeah. it's going to get a couple <laughs> shots in. Like, I think I love how people, like, downpower Ant-Man. It's like, no, Ant-Man could literally fucking kill anyone in a room. We saw it in What If. <laughs> no, what I think is, I think this is going to be kind of a Doctor Strange resolution, which I think was kind of like the first of its kind for Marvel. It's like, you don't actually, like, win you only postpone the inevitable. Yeah, Mordamu. More, more that's another big yeah. bad. That's just... Well, no, I think there's going to be some kind of deal made or something where it's like, okay, I'll let you go this time. I think... Or something along those lines where it's like he he barely gets out, but there's going to have consequences <sighs> to how he did it. Yeah, because that's. I hope that's not like the ending fight. I hope that's maybe like the first altercation fight, but I don't think so. I think they did kind of show us the ending, but that... Just that curb stop from POV <laughs> was a cool ass shot. Yeah. But just hearing Paul Rudd just finally give like a real nitty gritty serious line of just saying like how he was in Endgame. Yeah. I love that Ant Man where you could see him like when he talks about hope. He's like, and my part, and he hesitates because yeah. <laughs> he's trying not to break down right there. Yeah. My partner and I. So when he says that line, I don't need to win. I just need us both to lose. Yeah. I think that's a time variant, too. Also, it could be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think what happens is that they escape barely. Kane can't go right away. They slow him down. Yeah. So they can go build up the Avengers. And what's going to happen is that this Kane's going to be all bloody, barely won. He's going to be like, okay, I'm going to get... Boom! Another fucking Kane comes out of nowhere and takes it. Almost like the Ultron thing. Yes! Rips him apart and he's like, I'm the bigger, better one. Yes! (laughs) And that makes Kane way better because you just saw him lose to Ant-Man or get outwitted by Ant-Man. So now a better Kane that knows the outcome of what Ant-Man will do against him in that situation because that's what Kane does. He'll come back and be like, okay, I learned from my mistake. I got it now. Let's go forward. So that kind of makes him like a god. There was like a Dark Avengers thing where they went after a witch and she just kept dying but she would come back because she was able to yeah because her future self is like okay let's try this again yep 
And so I think that's what they're going to do, and I'd be super psyched for that. It would make Kang, like, you know it's going to take everyone, and that might not even be enough. So, also with MODOK, okay, I like him with the faceplate. Yeah. I hope they're working on... Uh, the rendering of his, his face. Yeah, because I saw the photo when someone snapped at 50 seconds. It literally looks like the guy from, like... Yeah. Like, you guys, I hope that's just early on. Like, you got, like, a couple more weeks. I hope yeah. you... Put well, some scars on his face so or something. I guess Ant Man actually currently is going through reshoots right now, so maybe that's kind of like standard. Yeah, I feel. But like, I mean, weeks before it's supposed to be released. Yeah, but it could be dialogue scenes. It could be like, yeah. uh, like you could be a talking scene. We're like, you know what? We didn't really like how that played. Can we like redo this scene of you and Michael Douglas talking about this? Like right. they, they kind of plan for that shit yeah. now too. It's not like I I maybe some of the action sequences, but I feel like reshoots twenty years ago. Yeah, it's oh what the fuck. Yeah, because you didn't hear about it. Nowadays, I feel like it's just standard practice. I mean, it, I'm probably, especially with Marvel's new thing of quality over quantity, Yep, that probably is going to be a standardized thing. And let's thing. be honest, they're not filming on film anymore, so I'm sure yeah. it's easier to edit digitally. Oh, for sure. For sure than yeah. that. Uh, when's this come out? February 8th? No. Something like that. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait, dude. The beginning of 2023 with movies in general, outside of our nerd circle. Uh, February 17th. Oh, I can't wait. So, like, a little <laughs> less than a month. About a month. About 31 days. Yep. About 34 days. Oh, I can't wait. Dude, the, re- the movie release schedule, just not even Marvel-related this year, is incredible i can't wait to like <laughs> we maybe you know what hang on let me bring it up on my yeah, phone. yeah I, I had it on my phone right here like it's the slate of movies is crazy and this isn't kind of a curveball to end it but yeah creed 3 in march yeah scream in march um shazam in march john wick 4 in march uh. Dungeons and Dragons to end March, which yeah. I'm gonna hey, see. flip it, yeah. Evil Dead Rise to start April. Dude, okay, <laughs> so I turned that off, the Red Band trailer, about a minute in, because A, the noise and the looks of it just freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want anything ruined. So when I saw Megan, they played the Green Band trailer, and I'm like, I got my <laughs> face like, underneath no, no, my, no, 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 because no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was getting terrified, because it looks so well done and i'm like yeah. evil dead was never supposed to be this serious it was corny camp blood humor poor <laughs> right. not real continue uh what guardians in may fast x which pff, i'm done with those yeah um spider-man into the spider-verse 2 in june transformers rise of the beasts june 9th yep uh flash june 16th i don't know if i'm gonna see flash I, I'm uh, really I'm indie to end June. Yes, yes indie. Uh, June 30th is indie. The new Mission Impossible, July 14th. Do you see him fucking do that stunt he did like six times? No. He goes down a giant ramp into a canyon, <laughs> jumps off the motorcycle into a parachute. Tom Cruise did it six <laughs> times. He is the last. I don't care. Like that is that is the one guy I can separate the art from the actor. Like yeah, he's part of Scientology. That's terrible. <laughs> But this guy literally does everything that every actor is too much of a pussy to do nowadays. Yeah. You, you just you, you want... gotta respect him for that. Yeah, and it sucks that he's just gonna keep acting. I want him to direct now. I hope he directs one movie. It would be amazing. Uh, Oppenheimer to end July. That's July, or not really end, but July yeah. 21st. The Marvels is ending in July. Uh, the, July 28th. Uh, I don't. Is this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a live action movie? I have no idea about. Well, that's that. August fourth. Blue Beetles August eighteenth. 
Craven in October, which is a Sony product, so I don't know if I'm going to... I'm giving Aaron happens. Taylor Johnson the benefit uh, of the Dune. Like, part 2? Yeah, Part 2, right before my birthday in November. <sighs> uh, Ghostbusters in December. Aquaman in December. This movie slate is fucking incredible. <laughs> and here, I, I also know there's like a bunch of smaller movies. Like, you know how everyone says... That's just like mainly blockbusters and IPs. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's a lot of movies that like I've seen like I can't wait for Zack Snyder's uh, Moon movie, ba- uh, Blood Moon or Babe Moon. It's something yeah. that he made. It's supposed to go on Netflix, but now Netflix is like go to theaters because of Glass Onion, which was phenomenal. So I'm like, oh yeah, dude. And A24 and Blumhouse, they got movies coming out. Whatever they do, yep. you have to go see. Like A24 is now I think one of the best at making, and Blumhouse are the best at making these unique, creative, independent movies. Yeah. So when you, when you hear people that constantly keep saying there's no there's nothing. Uh, out there. No, there is. You just yeah. got to find it. And with that being said, be sure to find us at Facebook.com at Two Guys One Lightsaber. Also follow us on Instagram as well. If you have any questions or movies that you would like, that you're looking forward to, be sure to hit us at Two Guys One Lightsaber at gmail.com. <laughs> and I, oh, make sure also recommend, give us that five star rating on Apple and Spotify as well. And as always, I'm your host, Mike Pandoff. And I'm Ron Burgess. Take it easy, y'all.